Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to get underway. Everyone can find their seats and remember to enjoy the show. Thank you. Technically, James Gunn wrote this movie, so there's some Shakespearean really? shit going on. Oh, shit. We got to fucking get into this. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Coming of Age. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, hey. Hi, guys. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. We're going to talk about a movie today called Terror Firmer, and I'm joined today by a couple of swell gals. One of them by the name of Chase Cummins. I'm not a gal. But maybe I'm a guy. But I'm a gal. <laughs> but maybe I'm a guy. I'm a third superior sex. <laughs> <laughs> that third superior sex is known by Dan Joplin. Hey, oh, you like my nub? You like my nub? <laughs> and I'm Alan Loosebrock. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Alan Loosebrock just punching holes into our soon to be pussies. Fuck my nub. Ouch. <laughs> uh, t- uh, Casey. Casey's the fucking best in this movie, right? Romeo, <laughs> baby. What? Like, <laughs> it's Romeo. Uh, we're talking about Terror Firmer, the third movie in our installment of Trauma Entertainment this week. Uh, also directed. Are all the films we picked directed by Lloyd Kaufman? Yes. Okay, good. Are all it the films we uh, do all the series? All the films we've picked. They all have blind jokes in them, right? Every Dude, single. Oh, yeah. I'm sh- yeah. everyone so far. Why? I'm sure, they, it is, they like, it really is a free love space the blind on jokes. my bingo card, like which we played again. Dude, I okay. So this is like the quintessential trauma film. Like this, it's the grossest this one. Is, well, it's the it's it <laughs> it's is for just, sure the it's grossest trauma one. on trauma. Yeah, it's yeah. meta trauma before meta was popular. This is before Charlie Kaufman. This is the Troma Charlie Kaufman movie. Groundbreaking. Amazing. Dude, I was I was literally laughing my ass <laughs> off by myself. And that's like that's just so hard to do. Yeah, Jordan and I like there were moments where our mouths were agape and funny things were happening, oh, but we sure. were like kind of shocked. But then there were moments where like we were just like in tears. It was uh I was pretty was intensely crazy. grossed out I was, by this movie. I was doing a lot of groaning. <laughs> It was just a lot of it was yeah. just a lot of yeah. groaning. You you sounded like Toxie. Just like oh, 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 oh. no wait no wait oh my gosh this part's really good oh go- goodness really. oh but that foreshadow yeah, was there pretty are nice some actually really clever there's some clever little parts just surrounded by like oh my god like please like stop pulling his dick like please I hate oh this my god so oh much. my like, god <laughs> no actually I like the dick pulling just because you expect her to, you expect them to chop the dick at some point but then yeah they that's never, what I expected the whole time they but they just keep on they just keep they just keep pulling it and pulling <laughs> they pull a dude's dick like eight feet and then just snap it back at him yeah like a rubber band. Like a goddamn Acme rubber band in a fucking Roadrunner cartoon. <laughs> so, so wait, James this Gunn wrote this script or what? Huh? Well, okay, so Lloyd Kaufman and James Gunn wrote a book called yes. All I Need to Know About Filmmaking I Learned from the Toxic Avenger. And um, the movie is like loosely adapted from that book. 
So James Gunn has like story like written credits, and I think he probably did contribute to the screenplay. But there's like four screenwriters on this. I, I mean, like yeah, Lloyd Cobman, James Gunn, and then two other guys: Patrick Cassidy and Douglas Buck. Douglas Buck, yeah, old <laughs> Dougie Doug Buck. Buck. Who, who's Dougie? Written, who's written um, uh, some other movies, including Sisters by Brian De Palma, which is a pretty decent movie. Um, oh, is it? It's not Dougie. It's the <laughs> Dougster. It's the Dougster baby. <laughs> So um, yeah, and the movie, the the movie has was that pretty... James Gunn touch, though. But I, at the beginning of this movie, the dialogue really was like hard for me to accept. And as yeah. the movie went on, it became easier. <laughs> and I think part of it is like the dialogue got a little bit better as the movie went on. But in the beginning of the movie, when they're cracking all the jokes and they're introducing the characters, it was like, oh my god, this is terrible. Right? No, it was. It was. <laughs> it starts terrible. off real painful. Yeah, and so I feel like that's all Kaufman. With... It was all jokes. It was, and they were not good jokes. Yeah, bad jokes for sure. There's a lot of bad jokes. But it was, it's, well, it's also the... a good amount of good jokes too. Well, it's also oh, the yeah, setup yeah, yeah. of of Jerry. It it, it's like they set up real hard. Like Casey's supposed to be like Mister Good Guy. Jerry's supposed to be Mister Bad Guy, just so that they can flip it later. Yeah. Um, but they do it in, of course, it's fucking trauma. So it's all just cornball and like hack me. I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun how they flipped that. Actually, no, <laughs> I kind of no, like. Flip, no, I but really, the set, really but the hard setup, the head hard setup before, like of just making you dislike Jerry so much to begin yeah. with, um, that it was it was all just so like with the jokes of like, oh yep, we got ourselves a serial killer here, and everybody in the room is holding a box of cereal, and they're covered in fucking cereal, and the cereal. That's everywhere. terrible. Yeah, well, so that's literally I, the beginning honestly, of the film. I love with that the... joke that he's a serial killer, and then there's a guy covered in cereal, and it's like a, I don't know, man. There was like seven with the fucking glutton, and he's just like, but he's covered in cereal. Something <laughs> funny about that to me. The, like, <laughs> it was stupid as shit, but it was fucking funny. It just it just tries to make fun of everything and like some of it lands and some of it you're just like ha 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 they had money ha 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 like we what's funny that like this film is is literally like just a trauma set about a trauma set and I was watching a little bit about the making of and people were quitting like <laughs> left and right during the filming of this which is just so fucking hilarious because they're making so many jokes about just poor management during the actual oh yeah film. there's it's fart like... fart of darkness or something it's called like farts of darkness yeah. farts of darkness is the making of it it's honestly like I I didn't watch that much of it and it 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 wasn't that um, insightful either. I wasn't. I, it was like pretty much exactly what you'd expect. Yeah, the, the guy who played Jerry looks like someone else, and I can't put my finger on it. And I did he looks the like other young night. Steve Buscemi. That's it. He it's looks, Steve Buscemi. Oh. That's who I said. He does. Yeah, he, he looks does. like Steve Buscemi from fucking Fargo. Yeah, it's like uh, <laughs> I would imagine this guy to go on to be the living in oblivion version of Steve Buscemi. He had, he's got a great look. He had movie. great energy. I like his little rat look. Yeah, yeah, I liked oh, him a lot. No, when Dude. he's like, there, there's a nug in my butt. There's a nug in my butt. Get the nug out of my butt. Yeah, the three leads in this movie were solid <laughs> actors. Like, they could have been in other things. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Um, I don't know about that, because I'd call Lloyd Kaufman one of the leads in this. And uh, uh, well, I'm talking about I guess the is, girl yeah. and Jerry and Casey. Yeah. Jennifer, Jerry, and Casey. Um, okay, the, Lloyd Kaufman being blind 
is oh awesome. Right <sighs> when he was blind, it was so good. With him, a mute daughter. Okay, one of my favorite parts is him teaching that little girl how to count. But he goes, oh, you're doing better. All right, one, one, two, duh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I, I laughed so fucking hard at that, dude. I loved I, that, like... Uh, when she regains the ability to speak at the end of the movie, she can't stop yes. talking. It was like, oh my god, yeah. that's so stupid. And she it's says so, all these. And big what does she words. say? Something? Yeah, like you media manipulated hermaphrodite freaking nature, and you're just like, oh, Jesus Christ, when was this movie made? Oh. <laughs> was it like what ninety nine? Uh, yeah, yeah ninety nine. I'm happy they that she mentioned hermaphrodite though, because the entire time, like at the end, when he was like, "I'm some weird third gender," and everyone was like, "Him, her, I don't know." Like, did, just did, like did I was just waiting for it. Like every time it cut to a character, it was a character that was either a woman that was tr- like that was a being a, like dressed as a man yeah. earlier in the movie, transitioning to a woman, or a man who was transitioning to a woman. Like it was all these like tr- yes. quote unquote trans characters. And it was like, it, part of it felt transphobic to me, but at the same time, it felt like it was not phobic and more just being like, it, it was just trying to tap into some kind of like, it's but hard, again, it's hard but to again, tell culture at the time. But again, it's like, a, it's like a little, a little pat on the back of like self-referencing. Like they even explicitly talk about it at one point um, when they're like, uh, what are you guys talking about? Larry and like trauma films were talking about uh, AIDS before uh, before anybody else and everything. And then Casey mocking it is saying like, oh yeah, like having somebody rape somebody with AIDS, like that's not a, a honest discussion of the topic or anything like that. Yeah, do you oh, really yeah, think yeah. this is a, yeah? But it's like it's so it's so self aware that it, it's like it 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 makes me respect it almost it's like it's it's almost saying like it's almost being like it's it's okay to be these fringe subgroups but then at the same time the fringe subgroups are always like the enemies in these movies like the you know the ultimate killer is casey and he's like a hermaphrodite it's like dressed to kill by brian de palma it's just like (laughs) it's just like uh, they're evil but then they're not and yeah, like they're included and then, into the story. And, and then the at one point, like Casey even just says, problem. "Like I was just trying to get laid." I yeah, love exactly. that. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> He's just in love with Jerry Dude. the whole time. It was like, wow, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, Dude. the the entire like beginning of the film, the first gross out was the second clip after. Uh, when the serial killer's like going on a rampage, rips off that guy's leg, and then she rips the fetus out of the mother. I was in, I was just like, oh god, like already just. I read a review. I don't know. Of this I feel like was, I read a review of this was that was like in the first ten minutes of this movie, we see a fetus get ripped out of a pregnant woman and a blind man piss on two people fucking while he reminisces about taking a shit. And I promise it's not as funny as it sounds. And I was like, it's actually exactly as funny as it sounds. It's so funny. It's hilarious. Him him having two piss streams made me laugh so fucking hard. And the fact that it starts with the the murderer and then after each kill, it does the newspaper spin. And did you guys read the the articles? Yes, absolutely. Oh, the articles, no. Oh my God. Um, that's ridiculous how about the funeral the little memorial scenes 
when they keep going back to that oh, that Catch Twenty Two song, the, the Polaroids <laughs> and the acoustic guitar. Yeah. It's well, okay, so also I looked at the soundtrack. Catch Twenty Two is not mentioned in the soundtrack, but there are like two different songs from Catch Twenty Two in this movie. Uh, the ska band. Um, really? Oh, I don't know. I don't know that band. Yeah. Um, I, but, I've heard of them. Yeah. No. The, uh, they were. The, I think they became Streetlight Manifesto. Eventually, I don't know if you've heard of them. Yeah, like anyway. those guys. Th- oh, those guys yeah, went on definitely to form heard of that. them, or like a couple of the members or something. Yeah, I, 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 I'm familiar with what you're talking about. I didn't realize that they did music for this. Yeah, uh, two of the songs. I mean, there's a bunch. When I looked up the soundtrack, they weren't listed on the soundtrack. Like there were a bunch of other bands listed, but uh, they weren't. But uh, the two songs that I recognize in this movie were from them. Um, but yeah, the little memorial scenes where they keep going back to like the rules and safety and yada yada and then somebody dies and then they rinse and repeat until like the third one where the person because i what is it uh they say now let's go make some art yeah they keep going let's go make some art. yeah and then that cues (laughs) off somebody's death i love when the the guy the uh black guy dies with the light falling on his head when he right after he gives a little memorial and he's and some girl in the background's like oh man he's got an afro yeah (laughs) when he comes out he's he goes from being bald to having an afro and they call it out it's like the continuity shit that they do where they talk about the continuity continuity, and then every cut after that is like in not continuous with the other the continuity joke is amazing yeah (laughs) it's so so good well they start they start off with like shit continuity when they uh when they blow the dudes the dude blows his brains out um, and like it, sh- oh, yeah, yeah. it shows him like shoot the gun at the head, and the prop head completely explodes. Complete like there's no <laughs> there's no head left, and then his head hits the desk with just like a yeah. little. And then bullet when he gets wound. up, he's just got the makeup on. And yeah, he's, he's just like. <laughs> but like the head had completely it. exploded. Yes, yeah, but it, and like, then we get and then we like get the great. joy of the movie. Is <laughs> the yeah. is the like lack of care to the continuity? Uh, okay, so for anyone listening. Uh, to this who doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about this movie is pretty much about a film crew filming a movie and then a serial killer who i thought would be more um like like when i read about it i thought it would be like something like actually like script wise or be like uh you know like in robin hood and men in tights when they're like is that in the script oh and they all like pull out their scripts (laughs) in the movie they're like what the fuck i thought it was gonna be more so kind of like that where like they're like there's no serial killer in this movie, um, but it was like, it, it was pretty just kind. straightforward. Yeah, like, kind of plays it. Serial killer just end. shows up. <laughs> well, he's there the whole time, but uh, yeah, I mean, exactly. They're, they're doing a dress to kill thing, which is that um, Michael Caine, Brian De Palma movie from the '80s that um, Eddie Izzard, you know, donned that outfit that Michael Caine wore in his uh, dress to kill stand up special, but it's like. Uh, Michael Caine in drag murdering people, but like it's a twist at the end that he's in drag doing it because you think it's a woman the whole time. Very um, Jalo as well. But, super super but Jalo. That's like, <laughs> but that's the influence on Dress to Kill, which is the influence on this because this is definitely doing that. They're just like, we're going to actually show the genitals and he's a hermaphrodite or she, yeah, he, because he functions under the, the male uh, uh, pronoun the entire movie. I guess unless he's a murderer, which is then he's a fe- then she's the killer. It's like uh, he's got like a double personality, which also as well. yeah, like, so, <laughs> like two different voices. Not yeah, that it's exactly not that it's there. It makes a whole lot of sense. Not that it's got a whole lot of continuity to it. 
But so is Casey supposed to be? Is Casey murdering to like fuck up the trauma film? Is Casey just murdering just to murder? Because <laughs> Casey's murdering because because she is a homicidal maniac. But then Casey, the male, is like a sound guy trying to make the movie. But ultimately, they're the same. So he's killing because of an innate, like because of the way he was raised and the innate desire to kill because he was raped by his father and all this stuff. So it's like I don't think he's trying to disrupt the movie per se. It just happens to be that he works on the movie. Okay. And then the movie is a place for him to, to kill people. Because that's yeah, he's that's talking thought... shit about the fucking B, the B movies, like yeah, the whole he's talking about Steven time. Spielberg, like the the fucking god of cinema, Steve, that is Steven Spielberg, and how he goes and rinse Titanic, and I love I all Jaws, the like, Titanic I th- sucks. I think Jaws <laughs> like, and Hook they... are probably his best films to date. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny, man. Dude, Todd, Todd at the very beginning was one of my favorite parts of the entire film. Um. It's so fucking good when it's just like Toddster, <laughs> like singing Toddster every time he's like in a scene. <laughs> it's so fucking ridiculous, and then he gets like a bong in his butt that he keeps and it all at of 11. his like he keeps it at, at eleven yeah, the entire time. You coming into the Todd pod and like just always making Todd references. I'll to tell himself. you how long it'll take. It just, it'll take as long as it takes that. you to suck the Todd rod until you get the Todd <laughs> until you're gargling on the Todd's wad. Uh, that line right there made me go, "Oh god." Yeah. Did, did Lloyd call that? <laughs> oh god. But uh first of all, Todd jokes, that's a scrub stole that shit. Um like for sure. Uh, the Toddster and all that, um, and I forgot the huh. second point. So <laughs> that is odd. That is odd. What about that scene? Um, it's like the party scene right before Todd goes uh, and and gets murdered, and the his friends are like, "Dude, like you don't want to quit that job? Like, doesn't like really great actors start off in trauma?" Yeah, it's like Kevin Costner <laughs> and Samuel L. Jackson, and and it's like all the people that have Robert actually started in trauma. Yeah, Robert De Niro, which apparently did start in a like a Lloyd Kaufman associated movie. What in the sixties? Yeah, yeah we talked Trump. about that oh, last yeah. time. He, but they like, but they they like acquired it after the fact. Well, like, yeah, it's, but the same it's with them sucking their own dick, like on like weirdo. The same with like uh, Samuel L. Jackson because Death by Temptation is what he uh, is in, and then um, that's an acquired after the fact movie as well. Yeah, yeah. This it's not really. That not was the really cringiest part of this movie to me. Like <laughs> cringier than all of the like, the the shitty gore and all that was just like the self referential like self promoting shit. It's just like, but I mean that's. But at the same time, there's Lloyd an Kaufman's. ad in the middle of the movie where they're just like, I know. Go to trauma doc, and I loved it. <laughs> it was like it was like I cannot believe that the, but, it just turns into an ad. But I think that would be funnier if it weren't serious. Like it was literally but I don't like think it, it was serious. No, I think I, I, it's hard. It's a I joke. It's, yeah, it's a joke. But also, it's a fucking. It's a plug. Like it's a joke, oh, but it's, it's also them. they do it it's, a couple times though, and it's like, but the plug is like that's like, exactly useless it. because they you're watching trauma. So like, you you don't need to plug trauma if you're already watching trauma. No, but they're so plugging where to get not back in the day where to spend more Maybe. money on the trauma. Um, it's. It's that like if they didn't constantly toot their own horn about 
everything, then like, yeah, then I would think that that was a funnier joke. Like them being like, oh, what? Where do you get this stuff? Oh, it's at this website. I liked it, man. I I thought it was like, at first it was like, what the fuck? And then as it kept going, I I was like that. That's actually brilliant, man. That's so, it's so funny. It's so needless. It's just that, well, it's, it's just that they do it in everything. That everything's like the Toxic Avenger serial, everything like in Tromeo and Juliet. There were the Toxic Avenger posters everywhere. It's that they're well, they're shooting they're shooting Citizen Toxie in the movie essentially. Yeah, but it's just that they're so self referential that it's just like okay, yep, okay, yep. You you almost have to give them credit though that they're like they're like it all is in the same universe. Like Tromeo and Juliet lazy, exists. Though. It is it though because like. I think both can be argued in some respects, but I think in in uh, man, I don't think it, the movie is elevated feels... more by removing it. I think that the movie is like by including it in the film, it is like it, it's almost necessary. It like makes sense that it's part of the movie. No, it's all part of the trope. I'm not shit. arguing against it. I'm just saying that looking at it and finding out more and more what trauma is. There's just so much shit that I'm like, man, working for this company would be kind of a drag. <laughs> oh, I think working on those movies would suck. Like they're making it seem like everybody's fucking and stuff in a Excuse couple scenes, me? and I think that, I like, would pay to be set, there. It is not like that. Yeah. I would pay to be there. If they don't like it, they can get the fuck out. Ooh, but look, I, I, I missed that. missed a little spot of blood. Oh, blood boy, blood boy. <laughs> I, I love the sentiment when they watch like uh Jerry Casey and Jennifer watch Jerry's um short film and then he's just like oh that was a fucking joke right and it's like well i don't know i don't think they had that much money like they did a pretty good job for not and it's like i I like that stuff man it's like i'm not saying i don't like it i'm just saying there's a lot there's a lot in a lot of other films and this one just piles it on so hard exactly that like i'm just like man trauma is uh I don't know. You it's don't like, need to convince me, Troma. Like, really like funny. I, I enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. I'm already you enjoying it. You don't me. need to convince me that like you're doing these great things and you're that you're funny. I already know that you're funny. That's why I'm watching it. The thing is, they make every film like it's the first film that anyone is going to see by Troma. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, like a podcast. That's how they make their films. They just keep on piling shit on top of it. It's like, oh, we we had that one thing in that movie. Throw it in. <laughs> like it's just like, God damn it. Like, it's like them recycling I it, that but car it, flip. Yeah. It hurts your brain. When you watch <laughs> when you yeah, like, when you watch I, four of them in a row. It was hard. It was hard. Like uh, I was forty five minutes into this movie and I, I had a I already had a good time. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, so much more and there's funny ass shit all the way through for sure well, okay, but there's so some stuff that I'll, hurts i'll give you an example like i we we followed it up we watched a movie called class of 1999 and it's uh also a worthy movie of watching it's technically a bad film it's like uh <laughs> kind of ridiculous it's uh it's like uh malcolm mcdowell and stacy keach stacy keach is a fucking nice. white mullet and white what? Yes, that sounds amazing. in it with a black mustache. And it <laughs> doesn't make any goddamn sense. doesn't make any goddamn sense. That's and what I'm for Halloween. Yeah, it, it would be a great Halloween costume. He's a ridiculous person in this movie. And, like, they send rope. Pounds. They, send Pam, they send Pam Greer and two other, like, actors or whatever uh, who are robots into a school in Seattle that is in a free fire zone that looks like Iraq. 
when you when they like, like you know it's like a war zone when they like are trying to go to school and that they have to like enable discipline it turns into like a terminator movie where they're like murdering students and the students have to band together and fight them and they're just like fucking it's ridiculous and that movie halfway through it there's a war scene and it all these characters get killed and it feels like you're at the end of the movie it's like this is the climax this is the climax of the film and we paused it and we're like 50 minutes into it and it was like there was like 40 minutes left of the movie it's like the midpoint of the movie we're like what the fuck and it drags man it drags until the very end and then it's like yeah great uh robotic effects and you know and a cool ending sequence but it was like what what the fuck am i watching and compared to terra firmer where it kind of has the same thing where you're like halfway through it and you're like oh my god so much has happened oh my god we're only 45 50 minutes into this there's like another 40 minutes left holy shit uh in that movie i was like i'm tempted to turn this off in this movie i was like give me more just give me more and by the end of it i was like give me more i want to see more give me 20 more minutes also you're you're required to finish the film (laughs) (laughs) well if i start a movie i have to finish the movie that's Um, that's my own rule no but i think that's but that's what alan and i are saying as well is like we already enjoy the film like it's it's not that i'm saying it has to be taken out but it's just like i don't i don't need the punch-up of the the medium of I don't need you to tell me that Troma's good because I already know like Troma's funny Troma's good like I'm I, already I, enjoying I guess it. you we're coming at it in the internet age and if you have to think about it like when they made this that was not necessarily a concept even in '99 they didn't think the internet would become what it is or streaming and all that stuff and it was like this is going to go to video and it's going to play in some second run theaters. And so at the, uh, I understand why the joke's there and it's like needless self-advertising, but it, it's funny in that it, way. And like, if you're sitting there in a theater and you have no other way of like accessing it, seeing, seeing that ad, it almost would be like, Oh, well, I'm going to go look that up. That's fucking hilarious. A as a joke and B, uh, I'm going to call that number. I'm going to buy that stuff or like, I'm going to pursue it. Like it makes sense in the world that this movie was made in. No, for them I to have it as a joke. I know. I like that joke. It's that it's the defense of trauma. Like after they, what, like you said earlier, after they watched the, the trauma movie at Casey's apartment. And then he's like, Oh, that, what the fuck? And then she's like, well, I don't think they had a very big budget stuff. It's like, I already know these things about trauma. Like those are the ones yeah. that I could, well, I can do without like the, well, and that, the joke that was of, more of a character. That felt more like a character motivation thing because it was Jerry who made that movie that they watched, the the character, and so it's like it's like setting it up for like she likes Jerry because of his like artistic uh, like willingness to be an independent filmmaker, and uh, she doesn't like uh, she grows away from Casey because he's like fuck independent movies, fuck Jerry and his low budget film. Uh, we need, like, if you can't do it, don't do it until you have a budget, which is, and he loves Spielberg and Cameron, you know, and it's like uh, James Cameron. So uh, to me, that felt like a character motivating thing instead of a a trauma thing. But it, it plays into the trauma thing of being I mean, like, it's, it's both. Yeah, everything in this movies. movie, everything in this movie is a trauma thing. Well, well yeah, but that instance, it felt like a character thing where it was like setting up character the characters yes. for her to fall in love with I think we're just Jerry. saying we're just saying it's tiring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I guess. I guess. I uh, guess. It didn't tire me. That's out. all we're saying. <laughs> it's, it's it's okay, Chase. 
Um, I love the Penny Marshall jokes when Casey's just like, <laughs> you could be like a great actress. Like Penny, Penny Marshall. Marshall. Like, oh. And then they bring <laughs> her up like, later and everybody's up, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I like when um when Jerry says something like does the uh does the eye gag um and uh and then uh she's she's really offended by it and everything and then uh he's like, Oh I'm so sorry, I didn't know. Like I, I wouldn't have wouldn't have done that joke if I had realized like you look so tired and she's like, Oh, I look tired now and Casey's like, Oh, I don't think you look any more tired than anybody else here. In fact, I think you look like Ten or eleven times less time. Like why eleven? Why add the ten or eleven? Just just ten. Just ten. Just ten's necessary. That's all. Like really, really, you actually thought about that line <laughs> for some reason. For some reason, that 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 bit, that little bit right there, irked me. I was like, ten or eleven. What? what? Yeah, you're. Yeah, yeah, you're 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 nitpicking now, Dan. Everyone else is at a seventy-seven. You may be I'm upset. switching over to Chase's side. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> well, the thing for me is the dialogue really pissed me off until about 20 minutes into the movie. And then uh, I either gave over, like gave up and just That's gave myself over to it. I or actually it got loved better. the first 20 and I minutes need to more it. than anything. Well, I, I didn't dislike the beginning of the movie. Don't get me wrong. I, I just thought that the dialogue felt like really forced in contrast to like Tromeo and Juliet where they're pulling from Shakespeare where the dialogue is like you know I mean it's fucking Shakespeare so you know they're changing it but at the same time it it flowed like really good dialogue and then in this it just at first it felt like it was like I had to adjust to it almost it was just like it felt forced a little bit like a lot of the jokes and like the um with the Ted or the Todd stuff, like the the Toddster stuff, and all that that dialogue. Oh, that was my favorite part. Like it, it of was the entire film. <laughs> it was funny, but it like to me it was like, oh it's man, I don't. All it, it just it, it just feels forced, and then and then I either it got better or I gave myself over to it, and then it it was fine, and so like I need to rewatch the movie because I want to um, see how I experience I it I now, know, knowing what to expect. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot of... A I don't think movie. I can, honestly. I can watch scenes, but I don't, I don't think I can watch this movie again. It's a masterpiece, there's, there's, though. It's the best you like, trauma movie in terms of it once being Once it trauma. gets going, once it gets going, like, you can literally just point at the screen whenever you're going to hear, like, a fart noise. Like, you know when it's going to happen. <laughs> Every time they show that fucking grip, and he just, like, has a sandwich and then farts. <laughs> <laughs> Or the or the, the one the one someone who dies just, and like, farts. constantly keeps eating shit. Yeah, and they find new and inventive yeah. ways for him to keep eating shit. God, that's not chocolate pudding. Like chocolate pudding. That's not chocolate pudding. He's still eating it. <laughs> he takes another bite. That's that definitely, definitely isn't not chocolate, chocolate pudding. <laughs> <laughs> then he realizes what it is, and he just goes. Rrr, rrr, rrr. And the fact Dude, that, that you, guy's fat body you're as well. Stepping just, on I my did not. Balls. The tiniest oh. dick. Jesus Christ. What about the, okay, again, going back to Todd, Todd dying and then becoming the fountain. And those two, <laughs> act, those two actors just screaming and it just keeps on going. Oh, <laughs> the scene where so the funny. actors are just screaming like, ah. It just oh, it's so such a long scene. It's like the Family Guy. I it's like the Family Guy Peter falling that. and skinning his knee bit, like where it just keeps <laughs> just keeps going and just keeps going. 
Um, how about uh, how about the pandemonium scene of just like everybody running amok in the alleyway and like Kabuki Man sliding overhead on a uh, <laughs> on the zip line and and Lloyd Kaufman Kabuki Man Lloyd Kaufman like seemingly forgetting that his character is blind because like at first he like he reacts with his eyes and then and then he's like oh wait 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 no and then like puts his hand to his ear like I'm just listening at things now uh, and he just just the yeah, that's so he, fucked he const- yeah. the is one of their fa- his favorite things to do like it's dude so I love doing that too yeah <laughs> it's so ridiculous his wife got trampled at like the the Morton Springer show yeah. or whatever they're like which is based that. on a real event like a real like talk show he was on that he got confronted on. And I guess his wife didn't get actually killed or trampled. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> but, but he really did go on a talk show called like the Morton the something show. It wasn't Springer. It was well, like the last name. I thought they were making a Jerry Springer show. Well, the, maybe they, they mixed two of them. They mixed two of them. The show that he was actually on and the Jerry Springer show, but huh. the, the Morton, whatever show he was actually on, uh they confronted him like that yeah i'm sure there is i haven't looked it up but fucking clip oh my god and then uh and then he wrote it into the screen like into the movie and like added on to the fact that like it murdered his wife being confronted like that that's so fucking funny oh yeah so like at the end of that scene where he's just hearing all the chaos yeah and then he gives that like director speech. He's like, "You guys need to fucking like do this with me, God damn it! You're working for trauma." Well, he's also like, and "I've seen the world. I know the world. The world's a terrible place. There's rape and incest and like oh, cornholing." Yeah. And he's like, "But a movie set is worse. A movie set is worse. It's dangerous, and there are stupid people. Do I need to wipe your asses for you? I'll wipe your asses. Just tell me." No, we don't. Well, I don't believe you, but yeah, <laughs> but fuck it, let's get it done anyway. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I enjoy, I enjoyed that though. I think that's an insight into how he actually is on set most of the time. He's like, just like manic, just like we gotta fucking do it. Like, yeah, no, I he yells at a lot of people. He was doing it on the on the set behind behind the scenes of this movie. Like, there were like. From what I saw, there were clear scenes where he was just yelling at everyone. I'm just like, oh, God. <laughs> I had fucking quit. Like, I, like I, I wouldn't. Miscommunication's got to be fucking just top Zoo, notch. <laughs> and it, he probably belittled so many people. Like, there were probably so many trauma fans who, like, went to be on this movie and they just became disillusioned <laughs> in, like, a week or two. Um, I, I mean, I fully believe that he just, like, abused yeah. people. And that's it. You can kind of see it because, like, the, the movie is the set, kind of. Like, all the people in the movie are working on the set. Like, they're yeah. he, he like double ups. He doubles up on the on the actors versus like crew. So, like, I mean, we saw in Toxic Avenger, like, um, the guy who played Melvin in the Toxic Avenger was he directed his own scenes. He wrote part of the movie. Mm-hmm. He was script supervisor. It was like. I, I fully believe that like a lot of these people were just like working on the movie Dude. as well as being in the movie. <laughs> Why the script? The, script have... su- the script supervisor in this movie has elf ears. Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. Oh, that's exactly... <laughs> like what... I didn't realize it till like like halfway through the movie. I was like, oh, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> goddamn. <laughs> well, like well, that's a strange. That's a strange addition, for sure. Does like very strange. I um I love the uh, one of my favorite quotes of the entire movie 
is when uh, Casey's coming out of the uh, porta potty, and uh, it looks like what is it? Her name Jennifer. It looks like Jennifer is like the whole scene's fantastic. Looks like Jennifer is like holding her pee. Like she's about to piss herself. She's really uncomfortable the whole scene, but they never mention it. I know. Case, I was like, it looks like she has to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, which is fine. I like that they don't mention it. It was, it was nice. Well, I think it was uh, just, but, a jo- it was a, a joke on like the, Then she's so enamored, she's just like, ah, fuck it, and then she just yeah, like, yeah, fuck it, I'm leaving. Yeah, forgets about but it. But Casey being like, I don't know what you're doing now, but I could eat a poopy sandwich. <laughs> I'm so starved. <laughs> a poopy sandwich. Dude, I there, there are so many scenes where I watched it and I immediately rewound to watch it again. And that was one of them that I did like four times because I loved dude, I could eat a poopy sandwich. And Casey is so he's such a great comedic actor. That guy like he rules, fucking sells dude. it. That I guy, love that, that guy. That guy does so well. Between this and Tromeo, I'm like, that guy should have had should have had a bigger career. Like he yeah, really should I like him a lot. I like him a lot. Him at the end of this movie is like, the, I love this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God damn. The Seinfeld knockoff. Like, what the fuck was with that? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? I, I, I looked at Jordan in the middle of that scene when the laugh track first started, and I was like, did you hear the Seinfeld music at the beginning? She was like, no. And then it, it cuts, and then the Seinfeld music kicks back in, and she yeah. was like, oh, oh. It's amazing. That's what I'm saying. It's so good. It's just just... like it makes fun of literally everything, but like over nothing. Like it just makes fun of Seinfeld for just being Seinfeld. And in the party (laughs) scene with Todd, uh, right before, like there are two guys that say like party on to each other. And I was wondering if that was supposed to be a Wayne's World reference. Totally. A hundred percent. It was like the, I feel like this movie exists because, it, as a result of like all the kids who drew, grew up on trauma in the 80s and early 90s and then he assembled like the core group of them to make this movie and all a lot of those jokes i feel like were either improvised or like written out by those people like themselves like they they were just like we're gonna put this in the movie this is funny and it's just yeah. like well you're trauma fans like that is trauma i guess like that's what part of this movie felt like was just trauma fans like their influence like on set trauma fan service Casey supposed <laughs> literally Casey like it's a movie by trauma by trauma fans Casey's supposed to be like the hot boy was also just absolutely absurd like when she's having the fantasy of him and she's masturbating and he's like <laughs> doing the fucking little dances and stuff and like rubbing himself. <laughs> oh my god. He's like playing with the the weights that he has, yeah. and, like bouncing him up and down and shit. And, and so he's try he's like Terry cruising like flexing his muscles, but like he's not a muscular guy at all. Like he's just he's, like, he's just a regular he's like guy. His, he's like the in the best shape a regular guy could be in. Yeah. Before he's like a you know, in, in like movie actor shape. Yeah, but not... Like he, he's in okay shape. But Yeah, but he's not in movie actor shape, and he's like, boop, 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 like, uh, pinging his pecs and shit, and... Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I loved so it. Funny. It was so good. It was so fucking good. He, like, good. kicks up a giant yeah. weight, a comically oversized uh, <laughs> set of, like, dumbbells. <laughs> like, made out of paper mache. The fucking craft department just made, like, yeah. the day earlier, and they're like, damn, we did a good job. <laughs> Um, 
the going back to the Seinfeld like lunch scene there, it's all about like the pickles. They're making pickle shakes the whole time. And that one time she pulls out a tampon and he's like, that's not a pickle. Yeah. <laughs> Very serious. When she says something about like salty, like I thought that was supposed to be a reference to like that he pickled them in semen or something. Like I like that seemed like a semen home pickling joke or something. I don't know. She was just like, "Mm, really salty, and it just like cuts back to him, and he's like. (laughs) It was fucking. I don't know. It was weird as shit, and maybe that's just me, but like, yeah. Well, well that's, I mean, it that, was all weird as shit because it like turns out that he pickles everything, and the the joke being that he's just like he loves to pickle <laughs> things. Yeah, and he's got all of his victims; they're pickled, like like trophies that are pickled, and like I don't know, that was ridiculous, man. It was like, when the cops are asking ridiculous. him like his whereabouts when somebody was murdered on set, and he was like, "I was at home, pickling, pickling," <laughs> and, and then Ron reading Jeremy Pickle Talk the magazine. End. Holy shit, huh? Oh, uh, at the end, at the end, fucking hurt. It hurts so much. Okay. Um, I, okay. And now I'm thinking about the end, the end where he's all mutilated before that, when he's changing Casey into a girl, such a haunting, like, Ooh, yeah. just concept yeah, it's like a David Lynch movie. I was like, ah, like, uh, does David Lynch even go that dark? Does David yes. Lynch go like from from a father changing a, a son into a woman and then raping them? Like, good fucking god, it was so dark. Dude, yes, the that swing is, that the is s- Twin Peaks. The swing on like <laughs> absolute. That's what happens in Twin Peaks. The swing on absolute like non sequitur and like hyper violence, hyper sexual shit to hyper gore to like halfway kind of trying to say something was just really strange too like it seemed like at times it seemed like it was almost going to try to make like up some poignant remark and then it was just like nah fucking pickle it a pussy it seemed like it was on the on the on that pathway sometimes yeah but it went it would always just scratch the surface yeah. and then and then be like, like never mind uh, look at this pussy <laughs> look at this there fucking more... paper mache pussy there were more like shit jokes in this movie than any of the other Trump movies uh, that I've that that we've watched in this series. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. Oh, we played. There's the bingo, more of everything, and so well, <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, on the bingo card that we made, uh, you don't hit as much. It like they are decreasing the amount of shock value in certain areas. Like we didn't get an N word in this movie. We didn't get. Uh, elder abuse in this movie. Aww. Uh, there was no bestiality <laughs> in this movie. No necrophilia. No uh, white supremacy. No Nazis. You know, uh, there's plenty of other stuff, like, and plenty of other taboos. But, like, as the movies go on, like, starting with Toxic Avenger, Toxic Avenger does all of it. It's just like anything you can think of that's a taboo, it's in it. Mm-hmm. And then it goes down as we as, as we've gone on. Tromeo and Juliet had, you know, more than this. And then this movie, it kind of relies more on like visual shock value, like gore, shit, piss, like bodily fluid kind of shit. Other yeah, than it's, it's, like like uh, other kind of taboos. Lloyd's really been you know? domesticated. You know, he's just uh, he's a real yeah. The, there's still rape, guy, sexual yeah. assault, blind jokes, incest, genital mutilation, fat phobia, 
you know, uh, all uh, child death. Like there's still tons of shit in this movie. That's, that's taboo, but it is definitely like lowered in the, uh, uh, like marks. It's checking. It, it, it relies more on the shock value humor of like psych gags and stuff, mostly dealing with bodily fluids. Yeah. And gore. Double, double piss streams and all that stuff. Which was ridiculous. But, yeah. <laughs> but then you get like, you get those scratch the surface jokes where you have like uh, the life affirming rape line. And she's yeah. like, life affirming rape scene? How are they going to do that? <laughs> you're like, you're like, whoa, like, what the fuck? It's, like, it's a part of the plot. And, but, then, uh, but then they also yeah, go into like talking about like, like making fun. I feel like they're making fun of NP- NPR for like even. Oh, <laughs> like bring because that seems like something that like they would have maybe talked about at some point. Like uh, I'm sure they did. Yeah, to, I'm sure that uh, I feel like that, that probably was a real. Is probably real. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it had to have been real. Um, that then like they just I feel like it was probably something because they say in there that uh the director Lloyd Kaufman's character just like came up with it last night after hearing it on NPR. I feel like that could have even been real. That like he heard this thing on yeah, NPR, he and he was like, that's so fucking ridiculous. What are you talking about? <laughs> that he was like, let's just fucking put it in. Yeah. And then it becomes a crux of the plot. Yeah. That's how she defeats well, just, him. Just knowing how these films go and how it's going to go there and getting that line, you're like, oh, no. But, like, also, it's so, it's, like, got a little cleverness to it. Like, oh, I like clever. it. Those are words that shouldn't be put together. <laughs> This movie, yeah. by all intents and purposes, this movie should not exist. This movie is a, a nightmare in, in terms of the way it, it like it treats certain subjects. But I'm so glad that it does. It is so funny <laughs> and self-aware and absurd. Dude, when he when Lloyd Kaufman is directing and he's like to that girl, he's like, "Hey, can you can you spice this up with a more of that slutty whore bitch vibe?" We love that around here. We love that sort of stuff. Come on. <laughs> and she's and then she starts crying. Why does she start crying? Because this car reminds her of the car that she lost her virginity in, and that makes her think uh, about her, her dad. Who yeah. raped her in the car and then gave her a bagel afterwards. Yeah. <sighs> but then we at the end of the bagels. movie. We had bagels it, after he raped me. Then like, at the end of the movie. On, that's a uh, terrible line. At the end of the movie, uh, Casey's like, uh, we need to make something that's wholesome and, and good. And then she like throws something out at him and she's just like. You're making a trauma movie. What do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Dude, fucking. Also, the false rape scene. That was really intense, too. Where she just. Christine just starts calling rape on. Oh, yeah. Uh, the guy who's playing Toxie. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. Like, God damn it. This is like so fucked up on so many different levels yep. of the film. All over the place, fucked up. And then. And then. It's really weird hearing him call her like a a dumb slut, and then you're just like, wait, wait, no, but I know he wasn't raping her, but still, it's yeah. real weird for yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that that's a weird choice. 
Um, but then when, <laughs> when, when Jerry and, uh, what's her name? The, the Jennifer, Jennifer, when Jerry and Jennifer are doing their sex scene and then just actually have a sex scene right afterwards. And they just fuck in front yeah. of everyone. But, and they're just like, we're going to, but mostly it. all of the pussy noises they use, like, which uh. just straight up sound like they got a thing of Mac and cheese and we're just like, yeah, for sure. Dude, I love the setup to that scene where it's like, oh, it's going to be a closed set. Yeah, this is going to be great. And then just is like, like, is that, is that the guy from the teacher? deli? Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a radio host. I had to look up who he was, the guy that they were yeah. like, it's Joe Franklin. I was like, I don't know who the fuck that is. Yeah, we had to but look that up too. Not important. The deli guy is way more important. <laughs> I had to take a break literally like after the uh, – the car bagel like uh, scene where the woman finds out that her father, um, you not know, finds out, or, but or, admits, or not finds out. Yeah. Just admits tells us and like it, it strikes, strikes a nerve. <laughs> we find out. Um, I literally was just like, all right, I'm taking like a break. And I took like an hour break because my brain kind of hurt from watching <laughs> the film. And then when we come back, it's the, scene where uh lloyd kaufman wants to add a an abortion scene to <laughs> to the film <laughs> and like the execs are just like god damn it like god, please don't do this like, no blockbuster um, will ever touch pretty, this yeah i'm pretty sure the guy next to the shorter bald guy is from greasy strangler he's the son oh, i shit. couldn't find it I couldn't find it on IMDb, but I swear he looks exactly like him. This, this and like, feels like a Greasy Strangler-esque movie. Like that That's totally yeah. what the Greasy Strangler is doing, is a trauma. And that thing. guy's been in a good bit of films as well. But been, I, couldn't I, find I feel it like for... he's in high maintenance as well. Oh, I don't know. I feel like he is. I didn't notice him in that. But I, I, I can't prove that it's him. <laughs> but, man, it looks a lot fucking like him. Which I was like, oh, I thought that was a little interesting. Um, yeah. Replacing actresses, blah, blah, blah. Can we talk uh, about the, the, of... the car flip scene that they reuse and the way they do it in this with the fucking naked back guy? And like, okay, well, oh, let's, yeah. start, let's start the scene with, with, a, with the guy getting the cast on his face. Yeah. Then. <laughs> <laughs> then that fucking girl walks in and she's like, can you see? It's just like the worst fucking, uh, it's just like, oh man, what a fantasy. Like, uh, like it's just no girl would ever do that. It's like pornography. And it's, yeah, it's pornography for sure. It's 100% just, she dude, when, when that, in when there, that man, big she rubs his lady, ass and has her face, like she has her face in his dick and it like may not be a big dick, but that actress put her face in that guy's dick. Like did it. She did it. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> sucks so hard <laughs> it sucks for both of them because like that's awkward as fuck that guy didn't seem to give a shit at all he really embraced his micro penis when he's just jiggling underneath the car Ugh. there's a shot the last shot you see it's like him like uh from like the side side angle it just you can't see anything it looks like he literally has a vagina <laughs> i was just like man like uh, like I mean that's that's fine, but that's the reality for some people. It man. sucks. It sucks for him. I feel bad, and I don't like looking at. It. I'd rather him have a hog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
It's like, oh man, I wish the guy had a big dick. Uh, he, you know, guys, he might be a gr- he's a, he's a grower, not a shower. All right, we don't know. I doubt it. His millimeter turned into a nine incher, and it's magic. It's magic. That that would be interesting to see if if someone could really grow that much, where it's just like bong, like he was like, whoa, oh my god, I would pay to see that. Well, didn't you oh, see yeah, that earlier that scene in this movie where porn. the where the woman stretches his dick out like eight feet long? <laughs> That's yeah. a different guy, but yeah, he, she needs that woman in his life. Yeah. Well, that well, I mean, he needs that well, man. <laughs> he needs that yeah. stretch. Oh, yeah, he needs that stretch for sure. He needs Casey to come stretch that dick out. Mm-hmm. Um, Casey, the whole scene where uh, oh, sorry, we we're, we're still talking about the car scene. Um, yeah, he's running around, flailing around, not getting fucking uh, run, uh, tripped over garbage cans and shit. I hate watching his fat buddy run around so much. He just he just phobia. runs for so long and <laughs> runs <laughs> and r- does like such a waddle. Like he does it like just running balls first. Just like just in case he hits anything, he will hit it on his balls. Like he has splayed feet, like pigeon toed, like <laughs> running like a goddamn lobster. As, that's Lloyd Kaufman's direction. Well, a hundred percent. And then you got the fat guy who dies in the escalator. It's like this movie's fat phobic as fuck. But like the all- oh my god, the license plate coming out of him was so good. I love <laughs> that. He goes what? <laughs> like there's a there's a part where he's screaming and just looking at the camera and kind of smiling. And I thought it was so fucking good that he was just eating out of a jar of peanut butter when he was on set. Like before he's dying, he just visits the set and he's just got like two women hanging off the sides of him. He's supposed to be like an executive producer guy, uh, and he's just eating out a jar of peanut butter with a spoon. Yeah. Good and the jo- and the, the joke that is by him are delivered so often. The joke of his like shitty son is the PA on on this uh, movie set. <laughs> There's a point after he's died where he's like, "My dad's rich. I don't need to do this." Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you might need to do this. Your, your dad's dead. Um. Dad's also, dead. so at a couple scenes before that dude gets his legs chopped off. They reference it because they're talking about when is the sex scene, and they're like, yeah. it's in between this, uh, the the toaster oven circumcision scene and the double amputation uh, leg amputation scene. Yeah, and then like that. the double leg amputation scene happens, which like is it. the most. Obs- it comes out of nowhere. It's just <laughs> like it he's giving even- a speech again to like the rest of the crew. <laughs> He about would say safety, I'm pretty sure. That we gotta, we gotta suck it up. But fuck it, fuck it. We gotta make some art. And then just, <laughs> let's make art. <laughs> they keep doing that, and then the, the Polaroids are so funny because it's just like I like the Polaroids. Yeah, it's great. And I love the next, the next cut after that where it shows the, the trans uh, woman scene, and then she's just like, um, well, uh, action. <laughs> and go. Okay, we st- we go. still haven't talked about the car scene. <laughs> oh right, the car scene was so gross. They're just puking everywhere, and then it just like oh god, oh, I hated oh, right. that. So I hated that so much. Um, we also really god damn it. 
I can't. Who is it? They it, all just. The movie Schizophrenic, man. It's schizophrenic. It's just like, what in the fuck am I watching? It's just, it goes from. We also like, really like Jerry Lewis. <laughs> oh you God. guys must be French. <laughs> it goes from fucking softcore porn to men puking all over a woman. And well, no, no, she's puking. She's puking yeah, all over she's them, puking on them. onto them, and then but then they get sick and then they crash the car. And when they get out, they start puking because they smush the what's his name's head. Uh, the oh, right, they right, land right. right on his head yeah. and get out of the car, and they're just like, oh. <laughs> And then it blows up after his body starts twitching. I it's think that was two. I think that was two bystanders watching that started puking on each other. No, that's the drivers of the car. Oh, okay, I thought I thought that yeah. was. I couldn't tell. There was just puke everywhere, and I was just like, uh, I'm not really watching, but I'll watch this guy get crushed, his head get crushed by but this car. The practical <laughs> effects in this movie are incredible. They really are. Like, what the it, fuck was Casey doing there, like, to begin with, that she got picked up by those guys? She's just fucking working that corner, man. And then, and then, yeah, yeah. just all of a sudden starts puking in the car. That's it's what just... she does when she says she's going to go watch the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the scene where uh, you, the, the reveal that Casey is, like, fucking nuts and he's got the jars all over when Jennifer shows up. I fucking love that scene. It was fantastic. The, the voice switching with Casey is so good. It's really good. And he's he's such a fucking incredible performer throughout the entire Dude, thing. That guy carries the movie. That guy is oh, like he totally the, does. the the actor. Like I, I'm surprised he's not in more, man. Like I, I legit think that guy can do it. Like that guy is like capable. He fully commits to this movie he's got that line cool. about uh he's like oh did you enjoy jerry it's mm-hmm. like everyone could smell your perfectly functioning little pussy <laughs> i was like oh my god <laughs> it's so fucking crazy and then after that's like the ron jeremy scenes where you find out you know what uh, like that he turned his son into a little girl and abused her and then you find out that ron jeremy is like kept in a cage (laughs) like and and she she uses the life-affirming rape thing on casey and likes it and like starts raping him and likes it and comes it's so fucked up dude conflicted about it and then it's like (laughs) i can't i i might be gay i'm like into shit i don't know why i'm like this like she becomes conflicted by that. Yeah, it is so funny. I also love that Casey goes up to like the cage. Like he like runs to his father after that and is crying, mm-hmm. and he's like, "She touched my pee pee." <laughs> like, well, and it's is, like you have a nub, is, and is, isn't the whole thing the that nub he's born reveal hermaphrodite, could... and he chooses to have him be a woman so he can fuck her, and that's like well, the, apparently he has a pussy. Well, that's the whole thing. Is <laughs> which we saw, which both. is the worst. <laughs> oh, it was gross. It was gross. Oh, God. That was another one. Where I was just like, that I, don't, latex I don't want yeah. it. Dude, with the little weird, like, curly, big clit, like, above it. It's supposed but to be, the like, big clit is his penis. Top. Yeah, and it's, like, yeah. the penis they cut off when he was a child. And then it's... But, like, they, uh, they had to have it dripping. Like, why did you have to have it dripping? Like, because it's on. it's trauma, man. It's fucking trauma. It's Th- this worst. is pe- this is the pe- this is peak trash, dude. This is the <laughs> pinnacle of trash. It is like it is a yeah. masterpiece of 
we're going to make you gr- like gross yeah. out. Like it is the gross out masterpiece movie. This is my favorite diarrhea. movie. This is my favorite one, I think. <laughs> it's the it's absurd. You know who yeah. who else Casey reminded me of though was um uh God damn it. Chris Catan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I can see <laughs> that. Bit. He reminds Dude. me of someone that I like I feel like I know, like a real person that I'm friends with. He, like just his look and the way he smiles, like his charm and stuff. Like I feel like I've met someone who looks exactly like him and I cannot figure out who it is. Yeah. Uh fuck. <laughs> I could endlessly talk about this movie. Yeah. I just feel I I just feel like um uh you have to watch it. An aspect of this is like you you legitimately have to see it and you should definitely not watch this movie unless you've seen the other trauma movies. Like you yeah. need a basis for trauma before seeing this. But to me, this movie is peak. Like it, it is uh, masterful to a certain degree. It's super well edited. Uh, I mean, we don't need to say anything about the cinematography. The cinematography is just it. It's what it needs to be. It's nothing special or anything. But it's like, um, it is what it is. But and, and the writing is what it is in terms of dialogue. Like that, you have to come to expect it. But like. Overall, as a film, this film is fucking wild, man. It, it's it's it, wild, it's and it's got watch. a little. It's got a little bit of magic. It's got a little bit of like, huh, like examining itself, which is interesting. And I, I dig that. I will say this though. I will say this. I I enjoyed it thoroughly. I loved the shit out of it. I. It is interesting to see as we go more and more down this trauma rabbit hole, um, like, them self-referencing themselves and being like Lloyd Kaufman is very like self-righteous about trauma and you can kind of see that in it as well so it's kind of like uh double-edged like with like on the one side like wow they really are like independent and making like some really cool shit and on the other side it's like man they're kind of fucking tooting their own horn so much that you're just like Lloyd Kaufman's kind of a uh shitty little just uh um, I don't know. He's a weird little. He dude. wants. I like, no, I've been. It's. I've been sucking his dick, but he's a weirdo. Like, the, the, yeah, he definitely is. The self horn tooting, like throughout all the trauma shit, just makes me makes it feel less sincere to me, and makes it feel more like if he could get the money though, like he he would fucking sell out in a heartbeat. It feels like he would sell out in a heartbeat, yeah. like if given the opportunity, but he's never been given the opportunity because he just fucking makes trauma films, which are great, but I'll say he, he has ideas. He has ideas. Um, and that's cool. Sometimes they're not executed so great, but I do appreciate the weird little, I mean, obviously it's like the king of B. It's the king of B movies, like for sure. I honestly feel like calling it a B movie is being generous. Like, again, that's not even taking away from like the things I like about it, but it's just like, oh, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah, this is. Yeah, uh, I, I I agree. This yeah. is some bottom pretty, barrel. It's humor. It well, goes it goes hard for a B movie, but man, is it a fucking! But, it's the most quintessential like B movie. Jerry Jesus, Seinfeld would no be way. all over. There's no this way movie. you could fake it being an A. There's well, no me, way. 
No more art films for me, man. This is this is <laughs> oh my God. What if? I'm gonna turn what into if, Chase, I'm gonna turn into off. garbage, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn to the garbage version of our podcast. You guys have to make up for the rest of it. <laughs> Sorry, Jordan. <laughs> Jordan's leading me down the rabbit hole, man. She loves this shit. All right. She likes it more than uh, me. Well, she liked this movie more than I did. All right, let's end this. <laughs> In thirty this, seconds. That is um We'll see what happens next week with Poultry Guys, Chase. We'll see how you feel after that. All right. I heard that's terrible. (laughs) I can't wait. We'll be ending it next week, guys. Uh, Thanks for listening. And join us on another journey. Yeah, fuck you. Down the shitty hole of drama. Book, 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 cock. (laughs) Book, book, my cock. Cock-a-doodle-doo. Fuck you. I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. (laughs) 